simulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast and here is your host of the show Efren Guzman ladies and gentlemen welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast my guest today he is an actor you've seen him in plenty of films from Star Trek Iron Man Elysium Escape Plan the, the list goes on and on in television ladies and gentlemen Farhan Tahir Farhan how you doing I'm doing really well how are you I'm very, yeah, thank you for being on, man. I'm enjoying the weather in um, New York City, nice and hot. How about um, the weather by you? Uh, I live in San Diego, and San Diego is always beautiful. I mean, it's, I think, 75 outside, nice little breeze. Uh, I'm three miles from the ocean, so I can't complain. Oh, it's, be- it's a little heaven on, on earth. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, California's always been your home? No, I've, I've lived in uh, California. I was born here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but my family, my heritage is from Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So I lived there for a while. I lived in England for a while. Um, then in the States, I lived in Maryland. I lived in, of course, in Los Angeles. Lived in the Bay Area, Berkeley, because I went to undergrad there. Lived in Boston for a while. Lived in New York for a while. Uh, <laughs> wow, man, you've been everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been all over. I've been all over this country. Uh, and finally, uh, San Diego has been my home for the last. God, I shouldn't even. It, it dates me, but almost, almost two decades now. Wow, wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I, so I think you prefer California as opposed to any other city you've been to so far. Not, not really. I mean, I, I mean, I love it. I love California. But by the same token, I love New York. Uh, yeah. And I love Boston. I love um, most of those places a lot. Uh, New York, is, you know, there's something beautiful about New York. Yes. Uh, but you don't find in California as much. And you also find in Boston. But, you know, it's, it's a walking city. Right? I mean, you can, you can walk from point A to point B, and you can turn the corner, and the entire culture changes. Yes. Because you're in a different neighborhood now, right? Yes, and I yes. love that. There's, there's, an, there's this unexpected beauty about it. Um, you know, California is a little different, especially Southern California, mm-hmm. because it's so, it's so um, vast that everything you have to drive to. You know, so, so you don't get that, that kind of dynamic walking thing. I love California because of the weather, because of the people and all that. But by the same token, I also love uh, New York a lot. Yeah, that's what I tell a lot of people. When a lot of people visit New York, they're just they're just like shocked, like, "Oh my God, you walk to all these places, and and there's so much people here, but they don't understand like the food in New York City. Like, you oh can, my God. Yeah, yeah, you can leave your house. Just, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, I, mean, I, mean, I, was, just, I was just talking to somebody uh, uh, at the back who was like, and I went to New York, and we did all the touristy stuff in three days, and then I didn't know what to do, and I was like, you know, I what I do is. That I don't care if I'm like upper, if I'm up on the Upper East Side or the West Side. If I don't have anything to do on, on, in New York, I'll walk all the way down to Battery Park. Wow! Uh, you know, just just because it's, it's so great to kind of like go through neighborhoods and see the inside, stop and so There is no way that New York can be boring to a person. It's, it's just not. It's just not possible. Yeah. So you know. So yeah, it's it's, it's a beautiful place. 
Yeah, you'd be surprised because I had um recently I had my sister in law came to New York and she just was like couldn't understand why like oh my god you walk so much and there's so many people why, why? <laughs> you know I was like she didn't she didn't get it you know what I'm saying like I, I guess if you're not from here I guess you just don't get it you know what I'm saying some people's like oh my god you got to take a bus why don't you drive but you know you with, with a train and you know and a bus you can pretty much go anywhere you want in the city you know? exactly exactly. You know, but um, you know, I'm 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 pretty much glad that you like New York City because you know I. I no, I love you. I'm, look, I'm about to say, I love that. I mean, San Diego is great to me because I I am three miles from the ocean. I almost back up to a uh, preserve. Yeah. So you know, I, I get all of that. So it has uh, San Diego or California has its own beauty. Yeah. And I'm taking nothing away from it. I've, I've lived most of my life in California. Wow. You know, what I'm saying is that I, I, I'm not the guy who, you know, who, who, who thinks that only one way of living is the, is the, is the right way to live. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find different rhythms and you can find something beautiful there uh, and, and, and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we don't always have to compare it to something else. Mm-hmm. We should just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. I like that. You yeah. enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. You know, that's the way it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, how did you get involved in the career of entertainment? How did you get involved in that? You know, it's, it's, it's a funny story because uh, I come from three generations of people who have been in entertainment writers, directors, actors, and oh. all of that. Yeah. Uh, I, on the other hand, didn't get into it until I was an undergrad. Mm. I think there was a... Uh, because we know it's a, a pretty tough business to get into yeah. and to, to navigate yourself through it. Mm-hmm. So I think there was there was the logical side of me. My brain kept telling me to do something that was sensible. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, I, so I went to Berkeley and I wanted uh, major economics and policy, political science and then business and all that. Wow. But my heart, my heart was, uh, now that I look back, I almost found myself to be in front of the theater department, mm-hmm. right? Because that's where my heart is. Yeah. And there was a moment when, when, you know, I had to kind of have this conversation with myself and go, look, you know, uh, you can do the sensible thing, but you got to live. And you got to, you know, your, your heart wants you to do something that's totally different and you will be happier doing something when you when, when you love it, right? Yeah. So, you know, there was a moment in, in, in undergrad when I was like, you know what, I'm that, this is what I'm going to do. And that's how I got into it. Just started taking classes, started acting, doing all of that in, as an undergrad. Oh. Um, and um, um, what was your first, like, you was doing theater as well? I did, I did theater for a long time. I yeah. did theater for a very long time. Uh, because especially when I started, uh, the issue, one issue that I was uh, facing a lot was that because of my ethnic background and my heritage, there weren't any roles, especially in film and TV, that had that you could really sink your teeth into. Gotcha. Right? gotcha. And they were they were just they were just like they were very kind of either bland or one note role. Mm-hmm. Theater, on the other hand, is very different. Uh, if you can, if you have the ability to understand and perform Shakespeare, then 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 the 
people don't care what you look like. What what they care about is can you can you really understand and perform this you know this piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so theater ended up being my place to to kind of cut my teeth and 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 and, and work. Mm-hmm. So I did I was I did theater for for a very long time until it started until I started to see that there were some things opening up in film and television that seemed like you know that you could kind of you know. Uh, you could feel a little bit of a sense of adventure, a sense of challenge in it. So that's how I kind of slowly made my way. When I still go back into theater, I, I was just, uh, I just did, I played Othello on stage for three months uh, in Washington, D.C. at the Shakespeare Theater Company, uh, starting January all the way until April. So I do go back and do it, uh, but now it's just more of a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to theater, you know, a lot of people loved going to theater because they loved the rush of the crowd. Um, is it that is that the reason why you went back, or you just you just love theater itself? And you know, well, I, I I love it. I, I think I think to me, you know, no matter what the do, in, in in arts, we're trying to tell a story. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a singer or a musician is trying to tell a story through a song or through the lyrics or through, through the beat or whatever, um, a painter is trying to tell a story by painting something. And, and the way I look at it is that just like, let's say, a painter, you know, a painter sometimes will paint in oil because that's, a, that's the kind of story he's, he wants to tell on the canvas. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he will paint in, in watercolor, or sometimes he'll just sketch and leave it at that because there's different ways to tell a story. But similarly, I think when, when you are talking about the stories that we tell as actors or directors or whatever, there are certain stories which are best told on the big screen. I mean, for example, if you took if you took Star Trek or science fiction and put it on stage, it's not going to have the same impact. Yeah, it needs that big screen. It needs all of that. It, it needs to suck you into that reality in order for you to feel the the story, right? Yeah. Similarly, television has its own. Uh, benefits that you can stretch out a character or a story week after week after week after week and see how that works. And then theater, is, there is something beautiful about that because there's an intimacy between the audience and the people on stage. Mm-hmm. And there are certain stories which are best told in a live performance in front of people and there is this beauty of theater where you want the lights go on, no matter what happens with you. If you mess up or something goes wrong or whatever, you still have to figure it out. Yeah. You can't go, okay, cut, let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Right? <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> nobody's going to buy that. So you've got to figure that out in the moment. And, and that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun to be able to... And I don't mind messing up. Mm. I think the, the, beautiful, the most beautiful thing is how
But the, the thing that really struck me was that I was at a restaurant uh, one day after the show. Yeah. And the busboy had comped my dessert, right? And yeah. he came up to me and, and I was like, well, why are you doing this, man? I'm lying. I was thank you, but why? Yeah. And he's like, look, uh, two weeks ago there was a family here and they had gone and seen the show and they had loved it so much. And I was, I was clearing their table and whatever, and I kept listening to what they were saying. And it made me so excited that I actually put my money together and I bought the ticket and I got this other show. Wow. Right? Yeah. You know, to me, there's, there's no amount of money that can, you know, that, that can be enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, that you can be paid. That to me is real payment. Yeah. Or a girl running up to me, uh, an 11-year-old girl running up to me, um, I was at a museum and, you know, coming up and saying that this was the first play that she saw and she loved it and she'd go to theater more. Wow. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, those are, those are priceless things that you can't put, you, you can't put a monetary value on that. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, so I mean, I, that's why I think sometimes we get so bogged down by popularity or, you know, how hot uh, a person is as an actor. So, uh, that's not what it is. I think when, when you actually touch people, and not that you transform their lives, but you but you make them think, mm-hmm. and you you share something with them. To me, that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's almost like a you know when see when a lot of people go to like Broadway shows, it's more like a it's personal. You know, it's almost like you're you're they're watching a live movie, and you know. It takes a lot to, you know, to see a show, and you know, you know, a lot of Broadway shows are expensive, so it's a lot for people to come up with a hundred dollars, unless they're, you know, more than a hundred dollars, or unless they're going to the lottery, and you know, they'll get like the lottery tickets on Broadway, and they can see a, a play for twenty five dollars, and that's the only way they'll get exposed. Or you go, you know, with like kids who they who they go with a school and they'll see a show, but you know. <laughs> You know, but there's a different there's a different art to like watching a movie, and there's a different art to actually seeing a live play. It's more of an intimate setting, you know. Exactly, and then you know, and again, I mean, I'm, as I said about places to live, you know, let's not let's not uh, let's not worry about what's better and what's worse. They're yeah. different and they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I just give it a that. I just I think that's the challenge and that's the, the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, um, what is your most memorable moment in, I guess, acting so far? You know, but what is your most memorable moment so far? You know, that, that's, that's an interesting question. And I think those moments change sometimes. Uh, if you're on, on stage, you know, I've had moments when things have gone totally wrong. One time we were on stage, not, not this performance, but another one, and we had a blackout. Now, the audience is wow. there, and you're on stage, Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and you're sharing, you're basically sharing a unique moment. Wow. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then you have to kind of somehow or the other share it and not, and still keep the, this, this idea of me being a performer and them being an audience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, so we just kind of work that moment out and it was beautiful. But in the same way, sometimes you're on screen with somebody or you're shooting a scene and both of you start to play off of each other mm. or start or get the giggles for some reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, those are the moments when, when you know, when, when, when the routine is not, is, is not what's happening. So 
something is happening which you didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, those moments to me are, are beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny you say that. So wait, so in the blackout, so you just um, everybody just kept in character when there was the blackout. Oh well, yeah, I mean the, the blackout was about I think a few minutes long, and it was a it was a mystery play. So we just started using words. I mean, we started like the other actor and I kept going. You know, uh, can you this this whole mystery has kept you keeping me in the dark. Yeah. And, you know, the other, the other guy went, you know, went, I mean, let me shed some light on it when I can find some light. Right? I mean, so we just kind of, we just kind of stayed off of this idea of darkness yeah. back and forth for, for, for a good two or three or four minutes until they could uh, fix the, uh, whatever the issue was. But, yeah. you know, it, it was fun. It was fun. Oh, that's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, you made your um, film debut in um, the 1994's live action, um, The Jungle Book. Um, how was that, and um, um, how did you get the role? How did I get the role? I was doing a show off-Broadway. Yeah. And the casting director came and saw the show, and they were looking for somebody to, you know, to, to play... Mogi's father, and um, he, you know, he asked me if I if I wanted to read for it, which I did, and then I didn't hear from them for a while. And I guess they were going for big names, so I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they they call me back and they go, you know what, you got it. Uh, and I thought, okay, well, great. And they said, you know, uh, get on a plane tomorrow. And I was like, what? Uh, and they're like, yeah, we're sending a ticket. Get on a plane tomorrow. Uh, we got to start shooting now. What? Yeah, it was one of those crazy things. And I was like, okay, guys, I, I can get on the plane tomorrow because apparently there was some issue with, with weather and they wanted to shoot something else and it could happen. So they wanted, they were going to shoot a scene that was that I was in. And I was like, okay, guys, I'll come. But then can I then come back home for like three or four days and pack and like, you know, get my life together? Uh, so yeah, <laughs> it's funny how, how these things work out. Oh my God! So wait, so so you took off on the plane the next day. You went over there. Then um, I went over there, and, and let me tell you, I went over there at the Jungle Book, right? Yeah. So they they had me a wolf pup, yeah. and they made me wasp with an elephant, with snakes and monkeys, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> a little bit more uh, of of, uh, of of a warning would have been nice. Whatever. <laughs> 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 You just got to roll with the punches. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, then, then, you know, you had work after work, you know, and then um, let's just get right into um, Iron Man um, as Raza. How did yeah. you get that role? You know, and that's that role really, you know, for me, when, you know, I've seen you in other roles, but that role really put you, on, in my opinion, it put you on the map. Um, how did you get that yeah, role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 look at, you know, I mean, I look at the body of work, but you're right. I think that Iron Man was kind of a turning point. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that one, it, it was a, a hard one to get in the sense that this was Marvel's first flagship movie that they were doing on their own. Yeah. Right? So they were being very, very, very cautious. Yeah. And uh, I kept auditioning and, you know, other people kept falling out of, uh, out of the running. Um, and... It was, it was really kind of one of those, oh, you know, bare-knuckle fights to, <laughs> to get to the finish line. You know, and, and we got there, and eventually they, they had me read with, uh, they actually built a set, and they had 
Robert Robert Downey Jr. and me do the same scene nine different ways. Oh. The same scene, right? Yeah. Uh, until the director, John, finally said, okay, now do it just like you were uh, an old married couple. Just yeah. to see. And, but and I have to say, I mean, you know, Robert is an amazing actor. Yeah. And such a giving person. But we just kept on playing with each other. We just played and played and played and played and played. Yeah. And finally, I guess, you know, I mean, there were, there were a couple of other people who were in the way. Um, do you, apparently they, they must have thought that you know that there was something there that they liked yeah. so yeah oh, that's how I got it it, it wasn't easy so you know all those stories about overnight success doesn't happen didn't happen with me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I think I'm a better person for it yeah. I, I appreciate where I, whatever, whatever little success I've had yeah um, um, do you know who yeah, else did, do you know who else was in the running, or or you don't you had no yeah, idea? Yeah, there were other people, but you know they're my friends, so I am not gonna name names. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They've beat beat me many a time and, yeah. and getting roles, and, and once in a while I've gotten successful. You know, it's a, it's a healthy competition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know, and you know, um, that role really, you know, it, you know, it wasn't a huge role, but I think that role you made a tremendous impact with that role, and especially being. Well, thank you. No, no, you're welcome. You're welcome, especially being the first movie to, you know, because now you see Marvel is like a whole juggernaut now with all movies that are connected with each other. You know, it was the first. Um, how um how much of that character did you have to research, or that's something you just came up with on your own? I believe in a collaborative effort. Yeah. I wanted to see what they wanted to do with it. And then I had certain questions, certain concerns, certain things that I wanted to do with the character. And they, and I have to say, much to my delight, really, they were very open to the conversation. Oh, good, good. Oh. So, 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 yeah, so, you know, so we, we all, you know, Robert was doing the same thing. He was trying to... Uh, create his character as he went along. So it, it was really, it was a fun, uh, a fun um, environment to be in. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I love the fact, I remember at one point I was having a little bit of a trouble, not trouble, but I was trying to figure something out. And Jeff Bridges, who's an amazing actor, just came and whispered something in my ear. And all of a sudden, that thing clicked, right? Yeah. yeah. So everybody, so that was a beautiful thing that, Nobody, people were just trying to find their thing. We were all trying to give each other as much as we could. Yeah. Uh, you know, and to me, that's, you know, that, that, that's real work. You know, when, when egos fall off and when all of that is not uh, part of the, of the mix, uh, you just try to create something and hoping that the, that, that the world or the audience will, will see it that way. Yeah. And then from that role, you went on to... I think, you know, one of the franchise's biggest films, you know, in television, Star Trek, man, Captain Robao, man. I think I think that, that was a really cool character because, you know, you brought ethnicity to that role. Even though Star Trek, basically, there's a lot of different ethnicities in that role. But, you know, the first person pretty much, you know, they really showed on screen pretty much was you. And, you know, you had a very commanding performance. Um, how hard was it to get that role and how much did you enjoy working on Star Trek? See, so that that is exact opposite of how I how hard it was to get Iron Man. So, yeah. um, I had worked with JJ Abrams before, so he, I think he kind of knew a little bit about about my work. Yeah. So that's that's 
that I read it, I read, and JJ, I think, was somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, I think out, out of town when I read with the casting director, mm-hmm. and the casting director told me, can you, can you, there are other people who are also reading for it, and she said, well, can you just sit uh, outside for, for a couple of minutes? I said, okay. So I sat outside, uh, she comes back. I, apparently she must have called JJ or they must have, you know, had some conversation. And she said, okay, uh, it's going to take a little bit of time, but don't go more than 20 minutes away from my office. Oh, wow, okay. I said, all right, I said, all right, well, uh, I'll do that. So I'm going to, you know, stand in a, in a Starbucks <laughs> for, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes go by. Half an hour goes by, an hour goes by, two hours goes go by. By this time, I'm like, like so caffeinated that I, you know, I, I'm a hazard <laughs> to the world at this moment. So finally, I call up my agent. I go, man, I mean, it's, it's been now three hours or whatever it's been, and I am like, I, I have no blood in me. I just have caffeine, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think I can, I can sit here for any longer. They don't okay, let me call, call them up. And, yeah. <laughs> and he called up for the casting director and uh, he called me back and he goes, you got it, you got it. Wow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow go, let's, let's get your measurements and all that because they had to build the whole suit and all that. But they're like, yeah, so it's done. So it's funny how this business is, right? Yeah. Uh, Iron Man and I was going back week after week after week trying to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. And Star Trek, the whole thing took place in less than four hours. Yeah. Saying, <laughs> yeah. Is it is it because of, of, you know, people who worked with you in the past and it's all about connections, right? Like, oh, I, I want him or I want to use him? That, that's part of it. Yeah. I, I, talked to, I talked to JJ about it later. And I said, you know what? It's kind of a freaky thing that you did. <laughs> you know, I said, look, the, the thing to me was that it was, we were rebooting this franchise. Yeah. And I, I, I was looking for a certain quality and certain kind of realism that somebody could bring to it because it was going to be the opening of this of this entire thing. Yeah. And if people are not, if, if we don't get people's attention from the get-go, we will lost Yeah. And that's what I was looking for, and that's what I what I kind of Different ethnicity to it, 
And then we created the backstory based on me playing it, what his, what his background might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, you know, it, 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 kind of, it kind of made it, it made it really kind of a fun thing to work on. Yeah. Um. How much? How much? No, I was gonna say. Um. How much of a Star Trek fan are you, though? Are you like a huge fan, or? Oh, I'm, I'm a bit of a Trekkie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, 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 I admit it. <laughs> I mean, I will say that the first time I got on the on the on the set, I was like, "Wow, this is funny how everything comes full circle you know <laughs> i know right yeah oh man um ha- have you done conventions or no i've been to a few uh, but they, they can they, they, they can get pretty intense uh you know uh you know i mean they're they're they who are funny we're like almost there already you know we have like the iphones yeah, like exactly, you said, exactly. the ipads you yeah. know you know maybe some kids are like maybe steve jobs 
watched it when he was a little kid and thought, <laughs> why would create something like that, right? I yeah. mean, we don't know. We yeah. don't know. Yeah, you, like, you never know what, you know, who was influenced by that. And, you know, exactly, exactly. And you know, know, maybe directly or indirectly or subliminally, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I was going to ask you, are, are you upset because you never got an action figure? Or did you ever get an action figure of your character? I got an action figure for my Iron Man character. Oh, okay. But not for and Captain Robot? I or? got, and for the Star Trek thing, if I, if I remember correctly, they made my starship. Yes. And if you pressed it, uh, it was my voice. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. At least you know you have some action figures, uh, action figure out of Iron <laughs> Man. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Then you went on to other roles, Elysium, and um, how was that? How was working on Elysium? How was that? It was great. It was great. Uh, mm. I think Neil is an amazing director and mm. a, a creative person. And what's something that he does, which I, which I really respect, is that he'll take an issue of today. And he'll set it slightly in the future, slightly in the fantasy land. Yeah. Enough that you can then take a real look at the uh, at the issue, which he did with District Nine, and kind of really dealt with this idea of race and people coming in, and and all of that. And Elysium was another issue that he dealt with, which was immigration, and then you know, yeah, where how I mean, if you if you think of Elysium as, let's say, the United States, and um, the Earth in that show was where all the grunge work was happening. And if you can think of that as a, as a developing country, right, it's the same issue. Uh, and, and he was very smart because he shot all of Elysium in Vancouver, and he shot most of the Earth scenes in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So he kind of created that parallel. You know, yeah, uh, and and really kind of makes you wonder that you know what is and especially in, in in today's political climate when there's a lot of you know back and forth about all of this stuff. Uh, we you know he he does kind of explore these issues in in a, in a, in a very smart way. Yeah, and then, you know, and then also you know you've done. You know, plenty of stuff from television. You've done In Plain Sight. You've done Criminal Mind, Supergirl. You know, you're always uh-huh. you're always getting work. And also, right now, um, I don't know. Are you still filming um the new season of Prison Break? I just finished it uh, literally three days ago. Oh my, wow! My, my my part of it, yeah. Oh, um, um, I was in Morocco. I was in Morocco and Vancouver doing that. So. Oh, and um, um, how was that? How was that shoot? It was great. I mean. Uh, Really good cast. We had a ball together, and the production team is top notch, creatively uh, and in every way. So it was it was absolutely an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. And when is that coming? That's on the fall, right? September, or is it much? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think fall. It might be a little later in the fall. That that's my thinking. Okay. Because. Uh, they still have some stuff to shoot and to put it all together and be ready. I think they might be able to get it done by September. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, okay. Um, also, um, I was going to ask you also, I was going to ask you some very, you know, light questions. Um, I was going to ask you, um, what is your personal motto in life? What is my personal motto in life? 
yeah, your personal motto. What do you go by? Like, what is your? My, my motto is that that if all the other things <laughs> also, um, what is your favorite food? Oh man, my favorite food changes. I mean, of course, you know, I mean, my my family is from Pakistan, so, yeah. So you know that that food is, is you know it's a part of me. Yeah. Uh, but I I love all kinds of food. Um, my children and I we we cook a lot. We you know, we, we are really So you said you don't mind me. Then would you ever do the show naked and afraid? <laughs> <laughs> well, how much are you? How much you gonna pay me? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you see how those people. Don't, I don't know if you see that show. People do that show all the time, and you know a lot of them no, quit. You know? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's, that's why I got the show. I would all the power to them, but I, I just don't see myself getting into that. No, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, um, what is your most marked characteristic? What is my most marked characteristic? Yes. Uh, I think I can be pretty self-deprecating. Yeah? Which, yeah, which, which I like, because I think, you know, let's not take ourselves too seriously, really. Yeah. You know, uh, be able to, she should be able to make fun of ourselves. I think, I think it's important, let's, you know, so... I think that's that's one. Um, I hope that I am sensitive to other people's needs and and, and, and their emotions. Yeah. You know, I, I try to be. Yeah. Also, um, Muhammad Ali recently passed away. Um, was you are you a fan of his work? And if you are, um, what 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 will I, you remember most? I am an absolute total fan of that man. Yeah. That man to me is what we should all be doing with our lives in in the way that he did it. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was living in Pakistan, right? 
and I, I went to school there, when, when there was a Muhammad Ali fight, the schools would close. Really? Wow. Okay, yeah. And in the school, you would come to school, and all you did was you would watch the fight. Wow. That's how, that how deeply he touched people's lives. Wow. Um, so, um, um, do you remember you the know, fight? You remember the fight that you saw when you was in Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Frazier and, and, and Rumble the Jungle, Foreman. Wow. I mean, all of them. We, wow. we watched all of them. Wow. Right? Uh, so, so that's that. And then I think the man had, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't just about that. I mean, he, he took real stands in his life in what he believed in. Yeah. And was willing to give up everything for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, to me, that man is, is, is a true leader. I mean, and that's why I, I say is, because he might physically, he, he's physically maybe gone, but he's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, and the way he doesn't even go with his, with, you know, when, 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 you know, he had this condition. Mm-hmm. And, and he still, there was a grace to him and, and a sense of humor to him. Yeah, because you know it was such such a tragedy that happened, and you know, and, and you know, it, it's it's so overwhelming because there's so many. You know, I, I figure, oh, you know, there's a lot of people that's gonna feel bad because you know they love boxing and they love Muhammad Ali, but I, it's almost so overwhelming. It's almost as equal as Michael Jackson. It's so overwhelming how many people, Absolutely. you know, yeah. love Absolutely. love Muhammad Ali. You know, it's so amazing. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, and then I was the man in the way probably one of the only heavyweights who actually fought like a middleweight. Yep. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean real boxing, I'm a little bit of a boxing fan, and I think real boxing happens in, in not in heavyweights, but in middleweights, because, you know, there's, there's more jabbing, there's more, there's more work, there's, it's, 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 it's a more active fight. Yeah. And he fought, he fought as, as a heavyweight, but, he, you know, his footwork, his, his way of, you know, uh, of breaking the other person down, he was, he was, yeah, yeah, he was he was he was excellent, and he's definitely going to be missed. But, you know, 2016 has been a crazy year with so many different deaths. You know? I know. It's, I, Prince, Prince is gone. Muhammad Ali is gone. I mean, you know, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy year in general. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, um, on a lighter note, um, how do you deal with fans? What are your fans like? You know, like you know, you talked a little bit about it. Like you know, the 11 year old who saw you. Like how how do you deal with you know, people who stop you in the street and, you know. Look, I, I'm always happy to talk to people. Uh, you know, I mean, because the business that you're in, if, if people don't appreciate what you're doing, it's not, you know, it doesn't get done. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a relationship, yeah. There is a, there is a decorum and there's a sense of propriety and there's a sense of and people, people, we all need to be sensitive about certain things. And for the most part, people are very respectful. I mean, if they, you know, uh, if you're with your kids, if you're doing something, people, uh, at least, in, and, and I'm sure, you know, people who are much more famous than I am, maybe their lives uh, are negatively affected. Where I am, 
people have been very, very, very nice to me. Uh, you know, uh, so I, I have nothing, nothing bad to say about that. And if somebody comes up to me and, and wants to talk to me, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you know, I'll talk to as much as I can. Yeah. But, you know, to me, it's, 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 it's important. And that's, you know, I mean, yes, my private life is my private life, and I keep it that way. Mm-hmm. But in this business, there's this other side of, of, of a public persona. And in that public persona, I would much rather have a, a real human conversation rather than, you know, some, you know, some silly way of dealing with, with, with people who appreciate what you do. Yeah. Why, am I hitting, why am I hitting people who appreciate what, I'm, what I do? That's, that's, <laughs> that's just, I like the way you said that. That's whack. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. I was gonna tell you. Um. Any thoughts on Donald Trump? <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and um, my final my <laughs> my final question to you, Ferran. What would the Ferran of today tell the Ferran of yesterday? Yeah, yeah. What would you tell yourself? Yeah. What would you tell yourself? What would you of today tell yourself of yesterday? When, like, you know, when you was younger, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself uh, to to not take things too seriously. That and always go forward, which I guess I somehow never did. But you know, I would tell myself, and I would tell anybody. That, that save your core. Uh, my father said this to me the best when I was when I was telling him I wanted to be an actor. He said, you know what? Just make sure that you don't end up a broken person. So save your core because the success and the failure in your life both can ruin you. Hmm. And, and I think that's a very good way to put it because when you get too successful and you don't have perspective on it, you start to get, you know, you start to get a bloated ego or whatever. And by the same token, when you have failures, if you if you don't save your core, it can take you into into a very dark place. Wow. So I would, you know, I guess I guess I was told that by a kind of me when I was young, because my father is, you know, my father is part of me. Mm-hmm. That's really deep, Ferran. It's really deep. I hope so, man. You just said it just to say it, then. <laughs> uh, Ferran, um, where where could the people what what um besides Prison Break, you have any upcoming roles that are next on the horizon? Wow. Okay. Uh, and I 
finally, uh, as of two days ago, got home. So I'm going to take two to three weeks off. In the meantime, my agents and I, we've been looking at some projects. Uh, and I'll decide once, you know, once we take a look at all of them and see what's the best, you know, what, what's the best thing to do. Um, any projects that look interesting or just stuff that you just yeah, want yeah, to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, there's, there's some good projects out there. Uh, it's just a question of timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a question of, you know, what is the next thing I want to do in the sense, okay, so, you know, I paid this guy and this guy and this guy this year. What more can I bring to the table? Or what kind of a different kind of a character? So we've got to look at all of those things. So there are three or four scripts in front of us. Um, I also want to see... Because as I said, I just got back, so I don't know who the people really involved in them. Although the offers are out, out there, I just need to do a little bit more um, research before I, I can hone in on one of the, one or the other. Mm, wow. You know, I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you, Farhan. Yeah, so yeah, neither can I, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, is there any, you want to plug your social media if people want to like write to you or anything like that? You on Twitter and all that? My Twitter is, is my first name Farah, my last name Tahir one two three. That's my Twitter. Okay. Uh, and on Facebook there is my personal page, and then there is a page which has most of my work activity. Mm-hmm. So I would, if if somebody wants to look into that, that would be great. Okay. Uh, because it shows, you know, not just what I'm doing as an actor, but behind the scenes stuff. Uh, it also, you know, I do some public speaking. It, it, it has like a, a full, a full thing on me, you know. Okay. That's a good place to go. Twitter, is, as I said, it's Baran Tahir One Two Three, which is also connected. So you get, you know, you get uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, when when you're not working, if you got. Uh, as a cast, if you go out to a dinner or whatever, just just kind of it's fun to kind of like you know put the whole puzzle together. Mm. How about um? Are you on on Instagram as well? I am on Instagram, which is I think if I'm not wrong, it's Baran underscore Tiger. Oh, okay, okay. Because there's probably like uh, five or ten different Farans, I bet you, right? They like... are, they are, they are. <laughs> so you know, one is a personal one, and one is again the one that that I usually use for. Uh, Yeah. Oh, uh, Farhan, let me just say, um, I know we was trying, you know, I was trying to get in c- contact with you and playing full tech. I just want to thank you again, man, and it was a, definitely a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was so easy to talk to. It actually was, you know, when people talk about these things, they talk about the interview, and, and I, I like to have conversations, and this was more of a conversation which I love. So thank you so much. No, thank you. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one. Good one. Good one.